Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 662. We're looking at Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. Let's read our passage. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, because once again you renewed your care for me. You were, in fact, concerned about me, but lacked the opportunity to show it. I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. I know how to make do with little, and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. He's sending this letter from Rome, where he's imprisoned. And we think this is probably during the latter stages of the two-year imprisonment we see at the end of the book of Acts. He's sending this letter via Epaphroditus, who had brought him a gift, a monetary gift, from Philippi. Gotten sick, nearly died, and now Paul's sending him back to Philippi with this letter. Well, here in verse 10, he's thanking them for the monetary gift. He's alluded to it before, talked about their partnering with him in the gospel and their concern for him. But this is the first time he's actually thanked them specifically for the gift. Some people think, well, this doesn't seem right. He's waited to the, almost the end to say thank you. Shouldn't that be the lead in? Or remember, this was meant to be read out loud to the congregation. So what happens last is generally the thing people walk away with. So it would make sense to hold off on the direct thank you for their support until the very end of the letter. And that's what he's doing here. So he says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. Now, it seems there's been a gap in their support. He says, once again, you renewed your care for me. So you renewed your care means that it hadn't been happening for some time. We don't know how long, but there seems to have been a gap. And just to make sure that it doesn't sound like he's complaining, saying, well, it's about time you got around to supporting me. He continues in verse 10 and says, you were in fact concerned about me, but lacked the opportunity to show it. So it wasn't a lack of concern that brought about this gap in support. It was a lack of opportunity. Now, we don't know the details of that. Why was there no opportunity? Was there a problem in Philippi? Was there a problem with people getting to see Paul? We don't know what the issue was, but Paul's pointing out that he doesn't blame them or, or is not criticizing them for not supporting him. He's making the point that, I know you care about me, and you've taken care of me now. Then verse 11, and it bothers some people, where he says, I don't say this out of need. It almost sounds like he says, but I didn't need your gift anyway. Well, he did. But his point here is back to the joy. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, because once again you renewed your care for me. Down verse 11, I don't say this out of need. So that's back to the point of the rejoicing. His rejoicing is not so much over the gift. His rejoicing is over their friendship. So whether they send him a big gift, a little gift, no gift, he still rejoices in the relationship he has with them. And so his point here, they don't say this out of need, doesn't mean I didn't need the gift. 
Then he follows that up with, For I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. This sounds like Stoicism. The Stoics were a, a branch of philosophy. It started in Athens in Greece in around 300 B.C. or so, and it was popular through about 300 A.D. So it was popular in Greece and then very popular in the Roman Empire. So the people of Philippi would be very familiar with Stoicism. And one of the points of Stoicism is this idea of contentment. That you don't be whiny if things are not going well. You're under self-control and self-reliant. So this could come across as sounding Stoic. I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. Well, he goes on to describe this a little more. Verse 12, I know how to make do with little, and I know how to make do with a lot. Now, he says, I know how to make do with little. He literally, it gets, can be translated as to be humbled. So he knows how to be humbled. But he also knows how to live in abundance. Okay. And then he says, and in any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. Now, the Stoicism would just be how to be content in bad circumstances, because of course people would be content in abundance. The, the problem is being content when things are not in abundance, when things are hurting, when things are limited. You know how to be content in times of poverty. That's the focus of Stoicism. Paul says, regardless of circumstances, even if things are in abundance, I have the secret of being content. And if things are not in abundance, if I'm hungry, I have the secret of being content. So what's the secret of being content? Well, he explains that in verse 13. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. This is the exact opposite of Stoicism. Because Stoicism was all about self-reliance, self-control. But Paul says, okay, the secret to my contentment is reliance on Christ. So it's nothing to do with Stoicism. So it's not some Christianized version of Stoicism. It's the absolute opposite of Stoicism. It's not self-control, self-reliance. It is absolute reliance on Christ. It's all about living a Christ-centered life. And that goes along with what Paul says, has been saying through this letter, that says through all his other letters, is we have to live our lives centered on Christ. So that's verse 13, is a Christ-centered life. Now back to the whole point of ingratitude, some say, okay, he says, uh, yeah, I got your gift, thanks for the gift, but I really didn't need it. That's, that's not what he's saying. Because his point is not that he didn't need it. His point is his contentment, that he didn't need the gift to be content. His point is to live a Christ-centered life. His contentment is not dependent on the gift, but on Christ. He makes the point in, later in verse 18 that the gift fully took care of his needs. So he's not saying the gift wasn't needed. He's not saying the gift wasn't useful. He's not saying the gift wasn't appreciated. What he's saying is that his 
contentment was not contingent upon the gift. Like I said, verse 18, he'll make it clear, this gift took care of my needs. So the gift is appreciated. The gift was needed, but not for his contentment. His contentment is based on Christ. Another point is a misunderstanding, misapplication of verse 13, where he says, I'm able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Sometimes people want to take that to mean there's nothing that I'm not able to do through Christ. I can do anything because Christ strengthens me. The misapplication being the, the things I need to do. There's, there's nothing that's beyond my ability to do because of Christ. That's not what Paul's saying. You read the context, Paul's talking about abundance or poverty. I can be in abundance through Christ. I can be in poverty through Christ because Christ strengthens me to live in any circumstances. So I can live in any circumstances through Christ because my contentment with life itself is in Christ. So it's wrong to say that that Christ strengthens me to do anything. It's no, it's whatever circumstances I live in, I can. And I can do it with contentment because Christ strengthens me. So what's the takeaway for us here? Well, bottom line is to live Christ-centered lives. What does that really mean? What does that really look like? Well, it's a big gut check there. Is Christ the most important thing in my life? And for most of us, it's, well, probably not. Because i got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff I'm worried about, a lot of stuff I would have a hard time living without. And and so the challenge there is, well, how do I grow in Christ-centeredness? Maybe my life isn't fully centered on Christ, but how do we get closer to that? It's back to attitude, priorities, and what's really important. And so how do I make Christ more important in my life? Well, back to the the same things we generally say all the time. The Word of God, prayer, worship, service. I pay more attention to Christ, and then he becomes more important in my life. So part of that is this podcast is paying more attention to Christ. And then as a result of that, spending more time in prayer, talking with God about these things talking about the importance of Christ in my life, talking about my life, evaluating my life in light of the illumination from the Holy Spirit. What am I doing? How am I doing it? What should I be doing differently? Worship, gathering with others for the purpose of not doing a religious thing, not doing a duty, but coming together to celebrate the relationship we have in Christ and service. Do I actually do anything to further the cause of Christ? To further the cause of Christ's bride, the church? So those are some of the tough questions to think about and ask is, what should I be doing differently to become more centered on Christ? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philippians.